0: Hello there everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. I'm over here in the capital of Peru in beautiful Lima and just arrived here a couple days ago and uh, looking forward to exploring beautiful Peru and of course the world famous Machu Picchu. On today's interview we have a very special guest who's a fellow podcaster, fellow world traveler and a fellow adventurer. So Our guest today is uh, Mike, and uh, Mike's gonna be sharing all about his RV journeys around um, the US, uh, his website called Road Tracking, and uh, his uh, uh, Facebook group, and much, 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 much more. So Mike, uh, great to have you on the show today. Why don't we start off by getting to know you a little bit better if you wanna do a quick introduction and a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm a longtime media guy. I've been in the media for, gosh, 40 years or so traveled the world as a as a um, television correspondent and working for newspapers and columns and thought I would retire about uh, almost six years ago and so I bought a little RV that I thought my wife and I would use to go back and visit many of the places I visited. I traveled as a journalist but as a journalist you kind of just parachute in and then you get out and go to the next story and i wanted to go to some of those areas that we'd seen and just spend some time messing around there and uh, that's what i did and i started a, a blog for basically friends and family and uh sharing our experiences and it just uh hit the um you know it, it just hit at the right time i think when uh, uh, it was right at the, at the start of the recession, and people were depressed, and they wanted to do something, and so a lot of people were living vicariously through our travels, and uh, people started calling me up wanting to sponsor, and it turned into a podcast and then a video channel, and here I am today probably working 50 hours a week, and, uh, but having a great time all the time.
0: Amazing. So I'd love to hear more about your travels, firstly. So where all have you done your RV journey so far? Where has the RV taken you?
1: We have been pretty much everywhere. I think about uh, 46 of the 48 uh, continental U.S. states, uh, most of the Canadian provinces. And, um, you know, there's no shortage of places to see. We. drive uh, everywhere, pretty much. Uh, we do a lot of personal appearances and sometimes we'll fly in, if you know, if it's too far away from where we happen to be. But uh, that's about the only time we fly anymore. And uh, we drive and uh, we um, have been just about everywhere in uh, national parks, uh, wilderness, mountains, beaches, uh, wineries, uh, y- big cities. We have been, uh, as Johnny Te- Cash says, we've been kind of everywhere.
0: Amazing. So why did not you uh, share some highlights and also some lowlights because life on the road doesn't mean it's always going to be fun and uh, joy and mojitos on the beaches. You're going to have your struggles, your difficulties, your challenges. So maybe share uh, your one of your favorite highlights and also maybe some of the challenges.
1: Oh, it's, it's hard to pick a highlight because, you know, every trip is an adventure. And as long as, as the uh, the trip is the is part of the adventure. It, it's all fun, but when you are so fixated on getting to one place on time, you miss all the the serendipity happenings along the way. Uh, but you know, I mean, we're I'm always torn between beaches and mountains, which I like the most. And uh, right now, I think it's probably mountains. This is my favorite time of year to travel. The color in the north is uh, early this year, and so we're seeing lots of beautiful color. Uh, we love the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in terms of uh, the Midwest. We love Montana, uh, Colorado uh, in terms of the West, and then um, we like uh, the Emerald Coast of Florida, which is the uh, the Panhandle area it has single hands down the best beaches in all of uh, all of the U.S. And uh, so we're, those are probably our three favorite areas. But you know, the other part of the of the journey is, is that it, you know, it, there are a lot of challenges. Uh, as you, as you drive, you've got traffic, you've got construction, those are constants. We learned real quick uh, to stay off the interstates as best we can as we travel, because all the the really interesting stuff is off the interstate. It's, it's on the on the blue lane highways, the the blue roads, so to speak, on a map, you know, the little two lane roads. And so we travel those as much as we can. Um, But, you know, low-lifes, let's see, what are the low, I guess mosquitoes. (laughs) I've had some fun with mosquitoes. I remember being in the national forest and I was so fed up with our RV. I thought it had a lot of leaks and holes in it because there were just constant mosquitoes coming in. We were killing them left and right. And lo and behold, I'd left the two front windows open on the RV, and they were just pouring in. <laughs> and, uh, but you know, I don't know why God made mosquitoes. I don't see any use in them. Um, you know, uh, sometimes uh, we have uh, found frustration in in organized campgrounds, particularly if we're on the road during a holiday season. There's a lot of amateur campers out there who think that to have a good time camping, you gotta you gotta get drunk. And and we've learned real quick. To do what we call boondocking, which is off the grid, the grid, uh, you know, down uh, two-lane roads, uh, far off, and in, in national Forest and Bureau of Land Management areas in uh, uh, in the West, and uh, we camp um, we camp in the wilderness pretty much uh, without having to hook into electricity. Uh, our unit is very uh, energy efficient. It's got solar panel and uh, heavy-duty batteries. So, um, you know, you learn all these little things each trip you learn something. And uh, health has been a problem. I've had, uh, this is, let's see, my wife has been uh, hospitalized with pneumonia in Montana, broke a hand in Arizona this year. I was driving down the road in June and up in Wisconsin, heading into Minnesota, and I was having some uh, abdominal pain and I went to the nearest big city hospital, which happened to be the Mayo Clinic and had my gallbl- had to have my gallbladder removed. But you know, those are all things that could happen to you anywhere. And uh, the challenge on the road is, uh, is, is knowing you know, when you should stop and when you shouldn't. So it's just like regular life, but much better because you are seeing new things every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely echo your sentiments uh, you know, life in the road is definitely not always rosy, but I'd rather have problems on the road. We're traveling with young kids and our, our kids throw tantrums. They fight with each other just like every sibling does anywhere in the world. But I'd rather have it than do it in the ruins of Machu Picchu or here in South America than back in our home city of Vancouver. So I definitely agree there. So Mike, um, you're definitely an authority in this area of RVing. You have a successful blog, um, a podcast, a YouTube channel. Facebook group, and much more. Why don't you trace us back to the origins? Um, What was the first thing you started? Was it the blog, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Facebook group, and tell us more about all these different online resources you have to support other viewers?
1: Well, I started out with the blog, which is Road Trekking, R-O-A-D-T-R-E-K-I-N-G. Everybody spells that wrong, roadtrekking.com. Uh, the name of the vehicle we're in is the Road Trek. And so I, that's a clever name. So I just kind of went with that. It's not so much about the vehicle, it's about the adventure. And uh, it, it just clicked and, and took off. We have about 350,000 readers every month. And uh, it, uh, it's a lot of fun. And then uh, about uh, three years ago, three years ago, actually, uh, in just two weeks, I'll be celebrating my third anniversary. We started a podcast. I always did radio, I, I was in television and I started my media career in radio and there's something about a podcast and uh, being behind a microphone that is, that has always appealed to me as a storyteller. And we um, do our podcast a little bit different. It's about an hour and 10 minutes long most weeks. And it's uh, kind of like a magazine. It, uh, we have different segments from tips to news to technology. And, and so it's a, it's almost like a newspaper online uh, for your ears and uh, you know, we've found that everybody wants to go explore the country. Everybody wants to do that. Some people, you know, want to quit their jobs and go live in a tiny house and travel around. Other people just, you know, want to be weekend warriors. But uh, what we do appeals to a lot of people and it's kind of fun to share that with them. And uh, we ended up uh, starting a YouTube channel and I came to YouTube late in the game. I just was using YouTube to put the videos I made just to host them and then I would embed, embed them in the, in the blog. And I didn't really think much of YouTube until really just a few months ago. And I, know I realized that, you know, that is a medium in and of itself. And so we've concentrated now on our YouTube channel and uh, have just uh, have basically doubled our growth in, in three months. And that's been, been a lot of fun. Uh, it's very responsive, it's a different audience than we reached in the podcast and that we reach in the blog. So between those three platforms and then social media, oh my goodness, our Facebook page has grown to 408,000 likes. And then we started a group uh, you know, groups are a little more interactive. People can start their own post on a page. You you can't start your own post. You can only comment. So we started a group, and the, the group has uh, fifteen thousand members. It's a closed group. And so between those two, we're we you know we've got a, a whole fourth medium that we use. And then I you know you start a newsletter, and I I've started that, and that's got about twenty five thousand subscribers. And uh, as I say, it's all turned into a, about a 50-hour-a-week job now, and you know, being on the road itself is a is a pretty pretty demanding job.
0: That is phenomenal, especially those numbers you mentioned. You know, like uh, the numbers of re- re- readers in your blog, 350,000 number of social media followers, number of podcast listeners. Um, you're definitely creating an empire, and you've created uh, amazing resources, and you're really being a service to fellow RVers, either aspiring, new, or established. So just wanted to give you a good uh, a high five and also right. a pat in the back for what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mike, uh, you know, one of the big questions people have is obviously the do with the money. How do you fund your travels? What are you doing for the income side of things? How have you turned these followers into actual cash?
1: Well, you know, that's a, it's a great question because uh, I'm a huge believer in... Um, location independence and and i'm lucky in the fact that what i do is what my skill set always has been which is telling stories doing videos doing you know doing radio doing uh, and writing and photography so that's kind of what my whole professional life has been and and, I'm, and i have to also say that one of the reasons we do have a lot of followers is because i was fairly well known as a as a personality I still do a weekly report uh, for every NBC station in the country. I'm known there as PC Mike, and it's a technology report about apps and stuff, and it, it's distributed to all 215 NBC stations. So a lot of people knew my name from that, still do. And uh, so, so a lot of it was just the skill set I have. But that said, uh, so for me, uh, as a writer, you know, it translated into sponsors. And I got to say, I had no idea that this would turn this way. They actually came to me. I have not solicited sponsors ever, (laughs) it's just people who have said, uh, you know, everybody say the riches are in the niches. And that is exactly true about this beautiful online world where we all can compete equally. Uh, In my case, I have a a fairly uh, narrow niche, but there is a lot of competition, particularly since we started. So, you know, you want to always uh, find and become an authority in the niche that you choose. And once you become a person of influence, in other words, people are following you and listening to what you say, then the sponsors will find you. I found a lot of people will jump into podcasting and they think that people are just going to flood to them. And there's no reason for anybody to go to the podcast. They don't know who they are. So you have to really work hard at being an actual participant uh, in your own reporting in your own media you have to, to be enthusiastic about it you have to uh, to actually live the lifestyle and you have to produce quality uh, otherwise you're gonna get lost in the noise out there so in my case it happens to be media but there are so many other guys uh, so many other ways to learn money I, I know a guy who quit a corporate job bought a larger rv than we have and supports his wife two kids um, sold his house travels around the country and he does nothing but visit walmart's Kohl's, and some of the big department stores buys sale goods you know when they do those clearances and then resells them on amazon and the guy is making I, I'm not going to uh, share his uh, his his money situation, but I mean he's making a very good living doing that, and he likes it. He's a shopper. He likes likes and all of that. I know uh, uh, people who are in uh, who do nothing but travel around in an RV and they they visit these festivals and they they produce T-shirts, they produce posters and artwork, and they sell those at festivals and art shows. Um, There are a lot of people, if you're in the technology industry that can work remotely if you have good connectivity and you can do that job from anywhere. I know a retired uh, family who uh, retired uh, on a small pension and he uh, is an Amazon worker at the Amazon Fulfillment Centers around the country, particularly the one in in Kentucky. And last year he and his wife uh, both worked uh, for the sugar beet harvest in uh, South Dakota. And, uh, and, and made enough money to for them to then spend uh, part of the summer in Europe. So there are a lot of ways. The thing is is that you need to be sort of an entrepreneur. If you uh, have always worked for someone, and, uh, and maybe you've chafed under that, but you've always been a person who's had to work for somebody, uh, it's going to be a lot more difficult because you have to be your own boss. You have to be disciplined about it. And you need that entrepreneurial spirit, and I have found that um, that you either have it or you don't. And and it, and it, you can I can usually tell when I talk to somebody right away whether they have it or not because they expect people to just come to them. They think that there's no uh, elbow grease that they have to supply to get there, and, and then they get resentful. I mean, they get resentful that somebody else is successful and they're not, and and uh, you know, an entrepreneur will try something, that didn't work, and you learn something from it. And then you'll take what you learned and you'll go into something else, and and you will make it work, no matter what it is that you do, you'll you'll succeed. And uh, that's the the key thing. You need to be pretty independent, and and um, an entrepreneur, and and willing to work. But my my secret is, is what do you like to do? What's your passion? And um, it, you know, the beauty of this kind of a lifestyle is. And the internet makes it possible for anybody to follow their passion and earn a living living out that passion. You know, you know what I'm talking about?
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. I have gone through those trenches. I can uh, still have those uh, marks, those elbow grease marks and uh, definitely can relate to the failures uh, in business. You know, many of those failures have led to success. It, it takes uh, failures and sometimes it, it's very discouraging when you're an entrepreneur alone and you fail and fail and fail, and the money's up and down, and you definitely need the support and the commodity and the, the wisdom of other entrepreneurs such as yourself. And you know what? One of the reasons we do our podcast, Mike, is just to show all these different ways. You mentioned about a dozen, you know, a handful of them right now, but there's literally dozens of different ways you can make income online from coaching, consulting, social media, e commerce. You mentioned fulfillment by Amazon. Uh, You can do blogging, podcasting, video blogging, uh, ESL teaching, and the list goes on and on. So, uh, you know, I encourage everyone who's listening and watching to definitely check out our previous episodes where we're really going in-depth to all these different areas. And uh, that's why we do a show to inspire people to figure out how to make money online. And then, uh, like you said, follow your passion and the profit will come as long as you don't give up. So, yeah, definitely great wisdom there, Mike. Um, You actually have a website as well, which we didn't touch on. Uh, too much yet. Uh, called PC Mike, where you cover gadgets and apps and uh, get giz- uh, gizmos and stuff like that. Um, out of the all the stuff you covered, what do you find is the most some of the most useful tech gadgets you you use when you're especially when you're on the road in your RV? Anything you want to recommend to our listeners and viewers today that they might not have heard of or used yet?
1: Well, I, I could. I just had installed. I brought it home yesterday. Uh, and I can't really say too much about it yet, uh, but a state of the art satellite internet system in our RV. Now, satellite's been around for a long time, with the internet, but this is, this is uh, totally automatic. It'll work as you're driving. It's all software, it's an antenna, really, that's software driven. And for me, it is a great uh, fallback that it, it now gives me Wi Fi, it gives me self service, and it gives me now the satellite internet to allow me to do my job from the most remote places that I can find on the continent. Uh, but I'm a huge believer in, uh, obviously, technology. Uh, I have uh, the latest iPhone, the latest Samsung, Samsung 8. Uh, I, have, uh, I use a MyFi data card from Verizon, which gets me 4G connections probably 90% of the time as we travel. Uh, I have, uh, let's see, uh, in terms of doing my, my job, those allow me to work from anywhere, these these communication systems. Uh, I just picked up, I don't know, if, are we doing this video at all, I just picked up the uh, uh, Amazon yes. Uh, Echo. Yes, <laughs> uh, absolutely yeah uh, you know it's kind of i had to turn it off because i'm always saying alexa and it always says yes but uh and i'm playing with that that's kind of neat you know particularly podcasts now because you can say hey play my podcast and we'll do that um i think uh it, you know uh i have um uh, the wi-fi ranger which works really well in grabbing wi-fi signals and then allowing me to have uh good connectivity wherever i go I have a drone that I like to, uh, I use for almost every place we go. I like to put the drone up and get an aerial shot of wherever we are from up above. Uh, those are always fun. I'm an amateur radio uh, operator. I have uh, uh, a UHF, VHF amateur radio station. I have a VHF station or an, an HF station, which is long distance. Uh, and I use those a lot. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm, you're asking the right guy. I mean, I do tech everywhere. That's, that's my whole life is tech. Uh, all my books that I read are, uh, you know, on the Kindle and, uh, um, I have probably, uh, a gazillion apps that I am always constantly uh, working with as well. And then, uh, partable podcast gear. And, uh, and that's, uh, um, in fact, I have two sets of portable podcasts gear. one I keep down in Florida where we visit a lot in case something happens to my other one and one is in the RV and then I'm in my studio at our home in Michigan today.
0: Amazing, the list of resources, I definitely encourage uh, people watching, listening to you, check out uh, Mike's uh, blog uh, because uh, you'll find a lot more about gadgets specifically, uh, You know that's definitely one of his uh, subject matter expertise. I'm curious to know about your vision for it, Mike. Uh, You have built up the successful online brand as we've talked about it already, everything from the website, the blog, to the social media following, to the podcast, YouTube channel, email list. Uh, You've traveled to 46 states, obviously you want to cover them all. Uh, What are your other major bucket list items or goals in terms of RVing, travel, business, and beyond?
1: Well, that's that's a good question, and I sound terrible because I haven't really thought that through. It's just sort of happened to us. I'm at the point where I am uh, having to add some help, uh, otherwise I won't be able to actually go out and travel. <laughs> you know, it's getting to be, you know, for example, the Facebook group I've had to recruit a number of moderators and uh, you know, the curse of Facebook and the curse of YouTube are in the commenters and the trolls and uh, particularly young kids on YouTube who are just, you know, they just will destroy a, a post. and so. You know, having to monitor that is that the fun thing, and uh, I'm trying. I'm, I'm bringing out some help for that. Uh, we want to obviously continue traveling. Uh, one of the things we started a couple of years ago, and we're doing a lot. Is I'm organizing little gatherings around uh, the country, uh, almost on a monthly basis. We keep them small, to about 50 people. Otherwise, it's just it's too hard to get to know everybody. Uh, we've got one starting uh, today, actually, in Tupelo, Mississippi, a blues and barbecue one. And next month, we're up in New York State to look at the fire or at the to the color, the fiery color of the reds and the yellows. We've got another one in Florida swimming with the manatees and seeing the manatees in uh, February. we got one in January up in the Upper Peninsula where we camp out in the snow. So I want to do more of those. Those are really fun. And they keep us traveling and we get to, to meet a lot of people. Um, you know, the how long I want to keep doing this, we ask ourselves that, my wife and I ask ourselves that every every year. We have an end-of-the-year meeting where we kind of think about the year ahead, and, you know, we haven't even gotten to the point that says, well, just one more year. I mean, we're looking for doing this for as long as we can, uh, and it's, uh, you know, the RV industry is just booming. It's just exploding. So more and more people are coming on and are interested in the stuff that we write about. They're... We're finding posts that we wrote two and three years ago, or people are using those and following them. And uh, it's just, it's been really fun to meet people. Uh, I was in a highway rest stop up in uh, Canada the day before yesterday. <laughs> so first, I was up washing my hands in the bathroom and a guy says, hey, I watch your YouTube channel. And he whipped out a camera <laughs> and took my picture. And it, and so it's kind of fun to watch that people are actually out there and they recognize you. But, uh, Nevertheless, it's uh, it's fun. I want to keep on doing it. I have no big plans to. I'm not going to sell products, uh, and a lot of people do. I'm not going to be doing webinars, uh, although uh, that's a great great thing, a great way for people to earn income as well. Uh, In our case, it's uh, sponsors and just uh, just having fun out there.
0: Well definitely a phenomenal job what you've done and uh, especially you know there's uh, literally thousands of people you've inspired around the world to start up their own RV journeys to help them along the journey and uh, you know a lot of the stories you might not have, uh, not, they not, might not have ever personally thanked you and I know uh, you've definitely inspired a lot so good on you uh, and you know to end off here uh, there are probably people watching and listening now who are just getting into the RV journey who want, uh, want more support and help. Uh, tell us about all those different ways you literally have uh, several different ways for people to connect with you, follow you, uh, reach out to you, so share with us some of those.
1: Well, um, YouTube is where I, I have been doing most of my work lately because then I can, I can write a story and post that on the blog as well. And on YouTube, it's simply, um, uh, it's just the RV Lifestyle channel uh, for on YouTube, the RV Lifestyle channel. Uh, the blog is roadtrekking.com and you can reach me through there. You can reach me through the YouTube channel. Um, if you just want to email me, it's Mike at roadtrekking.com. So very I'm I'm easy to find and I'm online pretty much uh, uh, if 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 I'm awake, I'm online at one way or another. That's the beauty of it. Where are you going? <laughs> if
0: I make come online as well, Mike. So we, we're definitely kindred spirits here. It's great having you on the show, and uh, we'd love to have you back on the show to do a much deeper dive into one of those topics. So we'll definitely have you back, and thanks again, and we'll catch up with you soon, Mike.
1: All right, Ricky, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Best to you.
0: Best to you as well. It was my pleasure. So thanks, everyone, for tuning into to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast of the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Whether it's us here in Peru or Mike around the continental U.S. and beyond, definitely highly recommend uh, reaching out to Mike. Uh, connect with us as well with Digital Nomad Mastery across the web, digitalnomadmastery.com, Digital Nomad Mastery on Facebook, YouTube, podcast, and more. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy travels.